0: Today we're going to talk about the Closing Disclosure, or CD, and things to look for before you close your new home loan. And we're getting started right now. Hey, what's going on? I'm Emmett Dempsey, Mortgage Advisor with Geneva Financial here in beautiful Portsmouth, Florida. And welcome to another Mortgage and Home Buying Tip. If this is your first time here and you want to learn more about mortgages or the home buying process in general, go ahead and subscribe to my channel and ring that bell so you don't miss anything. Okay, today we're talking about the closing disclosure, or the settlement statement. Uh, first of all, congratulations! You'll get this document just before closing, uh, so it's pretty awesome. You've you've been through the the ringer. You've been through the, the home buying process. You've you know you've shopped. You've looked. You've you've get, gotten ready to move, and you're about ready to close. That's awesome. So either you're buying a new house or refinancing on and consolidating your debt, etc. Uh, this is your new settlement statement. And uh, again, you're going back to uh, if you've closed a loan before 2015. You might have settled on a form called a HUD-1 statement, and uh, again, th- that that form has been replaced by this one, the CD, after October 2015. And I'm going to you know, do a d- deeper dive in the closing disclosure in a minute. Uh, but first, I want to go over some highlights about what the CD is. Um, the CD is a kind of a twin of the LE, and uh, whatever the uh, the loan estimate was disclosed for initially, we match it compared to what the CD is, and if there's any. Um, you know, discrepancies, you know, based on, on zero tolerance fees. I talked about that in my loan estimate video. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Um, we, we we compare it to what was disclosed on the LE versus what's on the CD. And you know, 99% of the time they they kind of match, or the CDs usually better than we disclose on the LE. I always over disclose initially on the LE, and then it's always kind of at, right uh, towards the end on the CD. Um, so that that's what what that is. So your CD will have all your fees about what you're actually going to pay. Or, is an estimate or estimated to what you're going to pay. So, the CDs um, will have your actual uh, uh, fees and what you're going to pay at closing. Um, and then, of course, the bottom line will have your cash to close. So, uh, one other quirk about the CD is that the government on 2015 also de- determined that you need three days to think about it. So, uh, if you want to sign your, your mortgage on a Friday, you're going to have to have that CD signed by Tuesday. So, you know, that three day waiting period. And a lot of times here at Geneva, we can issue that closing disclosure early, kind of expire that three-day wait, because it, it can be an issue, especially if, if you have a very short closing window in, in order to get it closed. You know, that three-day wait, it used to be a lot big of a problem, but it's just a, just a quirk, because a, a lot of times, we're like from us, you'll get a, an initial CD to sign and then a final CD right before closing. And the reason why is because of that three-day wait uh, in order to expire that to meet, uh, meet our, our guidelines, meet our compliance. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and do a deep dive into the closing disclosure. Okay, this is the uh, sample dis- uh, closing disclosure form, and it matches the sample loan estimate provided by the CFPB. You see it's Michael Jones and Mary Stone. Um, so this is a, the same corresponding closing disclosure to the loan estimate, because as I mentioned before, they're kind of twins of each other. Uh, so here's closing disclosure here, the date issued, uh, closing date, disbursement date, uh, sale price, et cetera, the loan number, loan type, et cetera, here. Uh, your, your loan amount 162, the interest rate, the principal and interest. Uh, you know, it kind of looks like the loan estimate initially on the first page, kind of uh, matches what those terms were, whether it's a prepayment penalty, balloon payment, projected payments. Uh, again, the scenario the mortgage insurance, uh, it's years one through seven, falls off after year eight. Uh, talks about the estimated assessments, uh, property taxes, HOA. And then here has the cost of closing. And basically, you, this is what you're going to compare to the loan estimate, the closing cost and the cash to close. And I believe in, in this one is actually less than, uh, you know, there was over disclosed loan estimate at first, and then it's lower on the closing disclosure. And a lot of times, you know, most of my loans, that's what happens too. I always over disclose initially, the worst case scenario, and then the numbers get better. And then uh, going into page two, it kind of breaks it down. Um, in section A, and these sections correspond to the sections on closing disclosure. So you can kind of compare with what you disclose on your loan estimate versus within the closing disclosure, uh, so there's certain tolerances. You know, so if, uh, you know, in section A, you know, there's no increase on those; those are zero tolerance fees. Section B, if these increase, you know, oftentimes the credit report usually comes in a little high and the lender's responsible for, for paying the difference. But you can see, um, it's matching right up to the, to your, uh, loan estimate, section B, section C services uh, you did shop for, uh, you, you survey, title insurance, pest inspection fee, et cetera. Uh, the other costs are your government uh, recording charges. Again, transfer taxes are, uh, a zero tolerance fee. So if they increase the lender's responsible, uh, here's your prepaid, your 12 months of insurance to the insurance company. So there's a, the per diem interest and in the property taxes. Um, and then also here, you have your homeowner's insurance, and property tax, escrow, section G. And then of course here, your H and your other. You, know, you have you know, like your HOA, capital contributions, anything uh, miscellaneous that's required to, uh, to close the loan. And you can see what you know, the real estate commissions, the, the, the each side, the title insurance, et cetera. And then uh, minus the lender credits, if any, um, seller credits. And then here, on here's one of the, um, the big differences on page three. Uh, you can see the the comparison to the loan estimate to the final. Basically, it, it kind of gives you a side by side comparison. And then did this change? You can see the loan estimate was eight thousand fifty four, and closing costs and ended up being ninety seven twelve. And then there's closing costs you know paid before closing, and did they change? Now, uh, just because there is a change doesn't mean that the lender's responsible. Sometimes things come in high, like insurance comes in high, and all you can do is do your your best guess. But you can see overall the cash to close ended up being less. And then that's a good good rule of thumb. I usually try and overestimate loan estimate uh, to anticipate for increases, so it's not a shock to the borrower at closing. Um, And here is a summary of transaction, and this form kind of looks like the old HUD one. Um, When when you kind of look how it flows, you know, uh, section K due from borrower at closing, and then uh, L paid already on behalf of the borrower at closing. and also whatever was paid paid by the seller, because uh, you'll get uh, tax, printed taxes based on uh, the end of the year. Like for instance, like if you close in the middle of the year, you know, the seller um, has to pay the, the uh, taxes in November, but they've only lived in the house six months. So basically they give you six months of credit for the time they lived in the house, and then credit you at closing. So that's how that's settled. And then you can see on this loan, there's a seller credit, and then it can all flows into that cash from of 14,000. And then uh, this has the, uh, the seller side closing disclosure too. You can see what, what the seller is getting, you know, based on their sale. So this is basically the settlement statement. Um, page three, you can see the, the loan disclosures about assumption, uh, demand feature, late payment. Again, kind of going more in depth on what was on the uh, the, loan, the loan estimate, uh, partial payments. You know, a lot of this for was a, a relic, a relic. Was a relic from the old Truth in Lending, so you can see that uh, the escrow account. You know, for now you will have an escrow account on an uh, impound account. You can see how that goes, and then uh, in the future, you know, if uh, property costs may change, etc. So that's that here. And then on the last page, you can see all your lender's information, mortgage broker, if there is any, and uh, the real estate broker for the buyer, the seller, and settlement agent. Has all their information in case you have questions. You know, years from now, if you want to refi, you don't remember who your title company was, this is where all that information is. And then, again, the confirmed receipt, you know, the applicant a signature. And uh, our, our, our CD initially will be electronic, but this document you'll sign and then get closing. So that's the uh, CD in a nutshell. Okay, welcome back. I hope that was an informative deep dive into the closing disclosure or CD. And if you're re- reviewing your own CD uh, in preparation for closing, congratulations again. You made it to the end of the process. And, you know, and if you're using us, you know, again, thank you for your business. And uh, if you want uh, your own personalized mortgage consultation, if you haven't begun the process yet, you know, go to DempseyMortgage.com, give me a call. All my information is down here in the YouTube or Facebook show notes. And uh, please like, share, subscribe, comment on this video. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you on the next one you <laughs>